morning guys and welcome to episode 9 of the podcast. Um, today is Monday the 15th of March 2021 and uh, I have not yet uploaded the previous episode of the podcast, episode 8 from last week. Um, last week was just insanely busy for me. I was leaving home at 5.30, driving an hour and a half to start work at 7 working until 4 and then driving an hour and a half home, getting home at 5.30 in the evening. So my time at home was 12 hours, so I had to, you know, eat, make food for the day, uh, shower, sleep, like everything in 12 hours. So I really didn't have time to upload the podcast and then I had a busy weekend as well and I kind of forgot about it. So (coughs) I will upload episodes eight and nine tonight. Um, I'm currently driving to Stockholm. I haven't been to Stockholm in a while for work. It's uh, 20 past five. I don't think I've been to Stockholm since I started the podcast actually. I used to go there quite a lot for work but um, I've had a lot of work down south in Sweden. But heading back to Stockholm now. Got a four hour drive this morning. So time for another podcast. Um, Today I'm going to be talking about Liar's Dice. It's a a game that you would probably recognize from a scene in Pirates of the Caribbean 2, uh, Dead Man's Chest, uh, on uh, the Flying Dutchman when I think, uh, what's his name, the guy that Orlando Bloom plays, he's trying to get Davy Jones' heart, um, I think he's trying to free his father from the Flying Dutchman. Anyway, he needs the key to the chest that contains... Um, uh, Davy Jones's heart and so he versus him in this game of betting with dice and cups called Liar's Dice Um, he challenges Davy Jones and they are gambling like I think if Orlando Bloom wins uh, his father goes free but if he loses if no no, no, sorry. If Orlando Bloom wins, he gets the key. If uh, Davy Jones wins, then Orlando Bloom must spend his whole life on the ship. Something like that. Anyway, um, I never understood the the game when I saw that. But for some reason recently, maybe I heard about Liar's Dice from something else, a YouTube video or something, and I looked into it. And man, it is a really fun game. I played it... I've played it with two, three, and four people. Um, I think it's like two to six players. It it worked pretty well with two. Uh, I I think it would be too many with more than six. So yeah, two to six players. Um, You need a lot of dice. You need five dice per player. And also a cup for each player. That is, uh, you can't see through it. It's opaque. And so the game is actually quite simple. So... I don't normally do this on the podcast, but I will go into all of the rules of the game and teach you how to play it. Um, So it's kind of a game of bluffing, um, but you don't have to bluff. You can be honest and try to genuinely uh, place bets which you think are correct. Um, But basically how the game works is... Uh, Everybody rolls all their dice at once. They shake the cup with five dice in it and then turn it upside down on the table. And everyone secretly looks at their dice. 
um, so they like peek under the cup and look at all of their dice. Oh, and yeah, the number on the top. And then they place a bet on um, like a, a bet basically contains a quantity and a die value. So for example, you might say three fives. And what that bet means is you are betting that amongst all of the dice, like let's say there's three players and they've rolled 15 dice, uh, amongst all of the dice, you're betting that at least three of them are showing a five. And I mean, you can, maybe you rolled three fives and then it's an extremely safe bet. You know it's gonna win. Um, but then let's say you, you say three fives and then the, it goes to the next player and they need to increase the bet. So how, <clears throat> how you can increase the bet is you can say um, three of a higher number. So in this case, uh, you could only say three sixes or you can increase the quantity and you can say four of something. So you could say four twos or four fours or whatever. And so yeah, it keeps going around uh, clockwise and people are increasing the bet, increasing the bet until somebody challenges the previous better, um, calling them a liar. Um, if somebody calls the previous player, the player on their right, a liar, then uh, everybody reveals all of their dice and let's say the the bet that got called that got challenged was four fours for example then you check all of the dice if there are at least four fours then the bet was correct and the challenger loses um, if there were less than four fours then the bet was wrong and so the person who placed the bet loses and there's lots of different variations on this game but I think the most typical uh, punishment for losing is you lose one of your die <coughs> one of your dice so you start with five and if you lose a round you remove one so then you only have four so you only know four of the dice out of the 14 and so you're at a disadvantage yeah so there's a few more rules um, ones count as wild so uh, let's say the bet was four fours and in total there was like only three fours but there were a couple of ones then the ones count as fours if the bet that was challenged was fours so yeah one ones count as wild uh, I think there's some people play with a rule where um, if the first person that bets bets ones and then ones are not wild for that round but uh, I, I, I preferred it without playing that rule and then there's a couple of other rules like um, you can challenge anyone not just the player on your right who just placed the last bet um, if you if you challenge like out of turn the if you challenge out of turn so like if you challenge the person on your left or, or yeah across the table then the punishment is double if you're wrong so uh, if I challenge somebody and their bet was actually correct then I lose two of my dice instead of one um, I, I don't think we ever played with that rule but it seems interesting and then the only other one that I know of is you can bet that sorry instead of either betting or challenging the last bet you can just say that the bet was 
uh, spot on. And if they, yeah, if if they said four fours, and you say spot on, then there needs to be exactly a total of four fours in order for you to win the bet. Like sometimes you feel like the bet was correct, and so if you go higher, then you're confident that the higher bet will be wrong. Um, and so the next person can call you a liar. But if you challenge the person, then you're also confident that uh, their bet is correct. And so you can play with this rule spot on, where if you call spot on, um, then you need to get it exactly right. Now, it's not a punishment for the person who said the bet because they actually got it right. They bet four fours and there was exactly four fours. So that person shouldn't lose a die. So what happens is the person who calls spot on actually gets a die back that they've lost. And I've really enjoyed playing with that rule. But yeah, this game is just really surprisingly deep considering how simple it is, how few, how few rules it has. But I really enjoyed it because there's so much bluffing you can do. Like, especially in the first few turns, um, if you just say what you've got, you're like giving away information. Like, let's say on my first turn, I say four fives. Then it's pretty likely to the other players that I've got like at least two or three fives. Like, if I didn't have any fives, it's quite risky um, to say that because like if no one else has fives, especially if there's not many people, then they could call me a liar and then I lose. And so that actually incentivizes me to do that because it's risky for me to do that. You know what I mean? Like, if I say four fives, then I'm putting into the heads of the other players that I've got four fives. And so then, like, let's say I'm playing with three people and the other two have um, a whole bunch of threes, then, like, let's say I say four fives and the next person says five threes and then the third player says six threes, but I, I actually didn't have any fives and I had a couple of threes, I could say seven threes. And so the next player will probably call me a liar because they thought I had a heap of fives and then I turn it over and I've got a heap of threes. Like, yes, of course that won't happen very often because that requires everyone to have a lot of threes, but there's so many moments in this game where you just really don't know who has been lying, who has just been guessing what everyone else has based on their bets. Like, because you only have a limited amount of information and you're just guessing what everyone else has um, and you can bluff about what you have, yeah, there's just so much, you, you're, you have limited information and there's so much misinformation out there that it's really actually quite deep um, thinking about who placed which bets and like even how many dice each player has. Like you know if somebody's lost three rounds that they've only got two dice left. So you know like if they say four fives that they're at, at maximum they only have two. So they're like really guessing about the rest. Like, yeah, there's just a lot of thinking about how much information each person has and whether or not they could be lying or, like, if they're in a safe place to take a risk or if you think they're probably going to be playing it safe. Yeah, it's just... It's really very fun. Um, of course, there's quite a lot of randomness because um, you could roll your dice... <coughs> you could roll your dice and not get any pairs. Um, you could just have, like, different values on all of your dice and that's a really bad roll because you just... You can't, like, you can't bet, you, you have to bet one value in your bet, a quantity of one value. And if you only have one of each different value, then you really don't have any 
any information at all about how much how many there are in total only that you have one of them but if you roll like four ones it's an excellent position to be in because no matter what you bet it's pretty safe like you could bet six or seven twos or whatever anyone else has been betting and you know you've got um, four of whatever you bet uh, but yeah, that, that's Liar's Dice. I'm pretty sure I explained all the rules. If not, if you if you like the sound of that, uh, you can ask me uh, for clarifications in the Discord if you want. But just look it up. There's lots of YouTube videos on it. And the, the Wikipedia article's uh, pretty good as well. Um, there's lots of variations on it. You could probably make up your own rules and, and it'd be fine. You, you'd still have a fun time. But the general concept stays the same amongst all the variations. And it's a, it's a really fun game. Okay, next I want to talk about a new game that I've been working on. Yes, another new game. Um, this one's not really inspired by Liar's Dice. Like, it doesn't have any of the same mechanics. I just really enjoyed Liar's Dice, and I've been trying to think of a fun dice game that I could make up. And my favorite dice game is Yahtzee. Um, there's a lot of randomness in Yahtzee, but it's actually really strategic. Surprisingly strategic. This episode of the podcast is not about Yahtzee, so I won't go too much into it, but if any of you have just written off Yahtzee because you think it's just a bunch of dice rolling and hoping you get lucky, um, there is some of that, of course. Well, a lot of the game is rolling the dice and hoping you get lucky, but it's extremely strategic because you need to think about which combinations you have left, which you haven't already got, and you're trying to maximize your points by choosing the right combination like the combinations are like pair, two pair, three of a kind, like poker hands actually. And um, you get three rolls, and like after your first roll, you can re-roll whichever dice you want, uh, and then you get one more re-roll of whatever dice you want. And like which dice you re-roll is extremely um, important as well. Like there's a lot of strategy and probability calculations and like people who are better at maths and probability will generally do better at Yahtzee. So, um, <laughs> just a little PSA. Anyone who has just ridden off Yahtzee because you think it's just a bunch of dice rolling and hoping you get lucky, it's not. It's much, much more strategic than that. Um, so give Yahtzee a go if you, if you haven't tried it before. Okay, so um, <laughs> this other game which I've started working on, uh, we, I, I, I just made it up in my head and then tried it out. And it actually worked pretty well. Um, basically, it's a combination of poker and Yahtzee. And uh, we played it with Texas Hold'em kind of variation. So what we did is we used the same cups that we were using in Liar's Dice. And we just, each player had two dice, which is basically their hole cards or whatever they're called in poker in Texas Hold'em. Like everyone gets dealt two cards and that's their hidden information from the other players. And so what we did was we just r secretly rolled two dice um, under the cups <clears throat> and that's our initial hands and we had poker chips so we were betting on those initial dice and then um, so the idea of the game was it's going to be like Texas Hold'em poker except instead of using cards uh, we were using dice and making Yahtzee combinations. Um, I did a bit of research before we started playing and while we were playing but I'm going to do more research and more calculations and actually work out the proper order of um, the, the Yahtzee hands, the Yahtzee combinations, and work out exactly what should beat what 
in Yahtzee, Texas Hold'em. <laughs> um, but yeah, essentially how it works is it's exactly exactly like Texas Hold'em. You got your two that you've rolled, so you might have like a three and a four, that's not very good. If you have two sixes, it's amazing. Um, and then the dealer rolls three dice into the middle, and they that's the flop, so it might be like two, four, four, or something like that. And so um, everybody like thinks, like maybe checks their dice, thinks about what Yahtzee combinations that makes. Um, and then they have another round of betting, and then there's the turn, so a one more die is rolled, another round of betting, and then the river, the final die is rolled, and then another round of betting. And so, yeah, the structure is exactly like Texas Hold'em Poker, um, but yeah, it's Yahtzee combinations. And so how we played it was, um, you, it's basically Yahtzee combinations, but I played it with the, um, kind of the, the winner of the hand uh, was the one who would win in poker, not the one who would get the most points in Yahtzee. And what I mean by that is, in poker, if, let's say that you have a full house, okay, and you have, um, uh, three, six, I, if I have three sixes and two eights, and another player has three eights and two ones, I hope this maths works out, but, um, yeah, it does. Uh, the player who had, oh, no, sorry. <laughs> Let me think. Three sixes and two eights. Yeah, yeah, it works. Uh, the, one player has three sixes and two eights, another player has three eights and two ones. I don't know if that's even possible, but let's just say that happened. Um, yeah, it, it should be possible. Um, so, the player who had three eights and two ones, they beat the player who had three sixes, um, because the three eights beats the three sixes. That's just how it works in poker. Um, oh, sorry, not, not ones because that's aces, say twos or something small. Essentially what I'm trying to say is, uh, in poker you look at the, the triple, not the double, the three of a kind, and if that's better than the other player's three of a kind, if two players have a full house, then the higher three of a kind wins. Um, and so that's how we were playing in Yahtzee. So the, the higher three of a kind out of two full houses beats the higher, beats the lower three of a kind, regardless of how big the pairs were. So, like, yeah, a pair of kings doesn't matter um, if you've got a low three of a kind, if you're in, in a full house in poker. But I think it might be better to play more along the lines of Yahtzee. Like, in Yahtzee, if you get a full house, um, you just, like, sum up the, the values of all of your dice. So, three, four, uh, three sixes and two fives... Um, Sorry, three sixes and two ones is worse than uh, three fives and two sixes, for example. But in poker, it's not. In poker, like, the higher three of a kind would win. So I think if we play the, this Yahtzee poker again, uh, I will try just, like, maybe um, just score it like you would score it in Yahtzee. So, like, if you have two pair and it's, like, twos and fours, then that's a total of 12. So your score is 12. Um, I think, it, yeah, it, it should still be like your best five dice out of the seven, 
total because there's five in the middle and two in your hand um, or two in your cup um, in poker it works like that like it's your best five out of seven out of the seven total um, so I think that should still happen in Yahtzee but maybe I will score it um, just based on your total sum and not try and not try and rank um, the uh, the Yahtzee hands so in that case like a pair of sixes would beat three ones but that's actually fine I think I think that's actually fine it's kind of hard to think about because in poker like three of a kind beats two of a kind every single time because of the fact that if there's two eights already removed from the deck it's really hard to get another eight whereas in Yahtzee poker if there's uh, two eights uh, sorry, eights if there's two fives in the middle it's no more difficult to roll a five you know what I mean um, your die rolls are completely not influenced by anyone else's dice or the dice in the middle whereas in poker if I've got the ace of hearts I know no one else has the ace of hearts um, so I think Yahtzee poker needs to be modified slightly uh, but I'm definitely it's definitely interesting to me um, I, I really like love the concept of betting on dice like I, I really love poker I really love betting with chips I love the feel of the chips I love the bluffing the um, yeah betting taking chips off your friends like I love betting with poker chips but basically all I've played is Texas Hold'em I want to learn more versions of poker and I want just other games to bet on other than poker so I'm really happy that I came up with Yahtzee Poker um, unfortunately I think it's pretty much impossible to sell as a game because um, like what would it be like it it would be a, a chip set a poker chip set that comes with dice and no decks of cards it just doesn't make sense so I think I'll just keep it as my own little game maybe it'll spread and uh, maybe I'll make a YouTube video out of it actually because um, I've got a few videos up on YouTube about if, like my favorite card games so I might make one about Yahtzee Poker um, using the tabletop simulator program from Steam um, but yeah that's uh, Yahtzee Poker um, so next time I think I will play that whatever score you would have written on that row is basically your score for that round um, and so you're just trying to you're just coming up with the maximum score that you could have got so yeah Yahtzee Poker um, oh and then I, I'm also very interested to, to see um, how it would work like with a non Texas Hold'em variant just a regular I think it's just called regular poker when you have five everyone's dealt five cards and you bet on them and then you can discard um, as many as you want and get you know different ones like if you discard three you get three more from the deck another round of betting you can discard one and get a new one another round of betting um, I think it could work like that but you're re-rolling dice instead of discarding cards um, so then everyone needs five dice again the only problem is that you need to roll dice secretly and not all of your dice at once so there needs to be some sort of system maybe each player needs two cups or something so they um, 
re-roll in a separate cup because uh, otherwise you need to like use your hand to ki to keep your dice hidden. I, I'm not sure how that can work, but I'm very interested tr to try that as well. Um, and yeah, Yahtzee Poker. Maybe it'll catch on. Who knows? Maybe people have already played it. I don't know. I, I haven't looked it up. But I was, yeah, it just makes sense because Yahtzee hands are like inspired by poker. So why not try and bet with them? Um, that's it for this week. Um, <clears throat> yeah, lots of talk about dice games this week. Um, I quite like dice games, rolling and hoping you get a get a good roll. Um, yes, it's a lot of randomness, but it's like casual uh, party party style games like Yahtzee and stuff. I, I really enjoy them actually, um, especially Lies Dice. Man, like it's not just rolling and getting lucky, like just betting on which like what's out there amongst the rest of the players. It's just such a cool concept. I hope I discover more games like that. Um, but yeah, maybe you can help me. If you know of any games similar to Liar's Dice, um, or any other dice rolling games that you think I should check out, let me know in the Discord channel, in the Discord server, sorry. Um, if you want me to make a video about, um, uh, Poker Yahtzee, Yahtzee Poker, uh, let me know. Um, and aside from that, um, what else is happening with me? Uh... I haven't really made like made any progress on any of my other games aside from adding a few more sets of three options to best of the bets. Um, I'm still thinking about working on Age of Summoning, but like I said, th this past week I was I literally had zero spare time, like <laughs> literally none. I was only working and doing things I had to do, like preparing for work and showering and making dinner and eating and going to the toilet and stuff. And just as soon as I was done all of that, I was going to bed and sleeping less than what I like. I, I like to get eight hours. I was only sleeping like maximum seven before I had to get up at 4.30 and start all over again. It was really tough. So hopefully this week, I am away, but hopefully I've got more spare time. I'm going to be working really close to the hotel I stay in in Stockholm. So hopefully I can just finish work, go to the hotel, eat, and then do something productive this week. I'm thinking about streaming again. It's been quite a while since I've streamed, maybe four months. And before that, it was a few months as well. Um, I really miss streaming. I want to get back into it. But like, I'm not even playing any video games at the moment, so I'm not sure what I will stream. Um, I might get back into Hearthstone. I've been kind of following the, the upcoming changes. There's an expansion coming out in a week. Um, and man, so much of Hearthstone is changing. When, I think when the expansion comes out like they're gonna have a core set of cards um, they're removing uh, the basic and ba basic and classic sets I think and making a core set which includes a lot of the cards from the basic and classic but like old cards which they're bringing back which they really thought were like very iconic for a class they're bringing back old cards from expansions they're um, I think they're like unnerfing a lot of cards, but that might only be in Wild, I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, lots of interesting changes coming to Hearthstone, so I might start streaming again this week and just get back into Hearthstone. I haven't really played much at all in the last two expansions, like r really only maybe 10 or 15 games total. So I'm really out of the loop with Hearthstone, but I might get back into it and um, 
yeah, check out this upcoming expansion. It looks pretty interesting. Um, that is it for this week, guys. Thank you so much for listening once again to episode nine of the podcast. Almost at double digits now. Um, like I said, uh, please join my Discord if you haven't already. You probably have if you're listening to this at all. There's not many people who are listening right now. Um, but if you haven't, join the Discord. And if you're in the Discord, just uh, let me know of any uh, other dice games that you like, which I should check out. Or otherwise, um, yeah, any feedback on any of my games that I've come up with, that I've talked about on the podcast, let me know. I always love feedback from you guys. So thank you for listening. I hope you guys have a fantastic week. Um, I might be streaming this week, so go to Twitch. Uh, my username on Twitch is physicism94. Um, so yeah, come and check out my Twitch channel. Probably going to be streaming Hearthstone if I'm streaming at all. Um, and yeah, hope to see you guys there. Have a great week and I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.